guys it's five o'clock and um so we are ready to get rolling with our group coaching call tonight with uh, room one so i will go ahead and just ask you all to rename yourselves um or if you don't want to i'll rename you myself um so we can try to maintain anonymity and also, this is an exciting time of the year because we have uh, enrollment open right now. So we've got lots of people that have been joining. And so I thought it would be nice if for the purposes of this coaching call um, to just briefly kind of review how it all works. And um, I'll start by introducing myself. So I'm Jess and I am an orthopedic surgeon. I'm currently in practice and just gave my notice to my group about three weeks ago, and I will be leaving my private practice and then becoming an independent contractor and hopefully doing per diem work because I'm looking to per, uh, pursue coaching full time. So that's kind of exciting stuff. Um, and then Kelly is our other uh, coach in the group, and she's a urologist. Uh, you'll get to meet her um, at another session sometime coming soon. So we are here to help you um, hopefully just find a space for safety, a space where you don't have to worry about judgment and you can be as vulnerable as you desire. Um, also, we want to invite anybody who would like coaching this evening to raise your hand um, or if you want to go into the um, chat, you can also post questions there and uh, we can get started. So um, looks like we have somebody, I'm gonna rename here. Rename, I'm gonna put sunshine. We rename people and we keep your videos off in an effort to preserve people's anonymity because um, I know I've experienced in departments um, some challenges with trying to um, speak openly and honestly and um, being met with criticisms and stuff like that. So th the idea here is, is that you're as safe as you could possibly be. Um, okay, so we use the model, the CTFAR model. And that is where the circumstances are those things that are happening outside of us. And really, I kind of like to just think of that as the observable world. It's like the data that's existing. And then our brains will interact with that data and create some sort of meaning. And that's where our thoughts come in. Um, so we have 60,000 thoughts a day. They're very messy and unpleasant sometimes. Uh, but our thoughts and then sometimes it's even like subconscious beliefs that we're not really aware of at any given moment. That's really driving our feelings. And then our feelings drive our actions and our actions and create the results that we're currently experiencing. So the idea behind this type of coaching is to really kind of um, dissect any given moment, whether that's a pleasant moment or an unpleasant moment, something that's working for you or not working for you, and just getting a better understanding of our own humanity, getting a better understanding of what our bodies are trying to tell us and help us to kind of step into more of a, an authoritative role in our own lives. Um, so that's that. 
you know, guys, I will just like talk and talk and talk until we have a volunteer. So if there is anything anybody wants coaching on tonight, I would encourage you to either raise your hand or go into the chat and then post a question or something like that. Awesome. So we have a volunteer. Let me allow you to talk. Hello. Hey. Uh-oh, I think we don't have a good connection. Your phone's on. Still not a good connection. That's better. I can hear you much better now. Okay, perfect. I'll just do it through my phone. Okay. Um, here is something I was I've been thinking about mm-hmm. since last week, and um, obviously, I think it affects a lot of us as females and as um, healthcare professionals. I'm not an OBGYN, but um, I just feel like this whole situation with the overturning of Roe versus Wade is just, I feel like it's just one more way to not only get get us women, but also, and our daughters, but also kind of our healthcare system is, is and this background of care system, but it's a lot more documentation. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I missed a good portion of that. I heard you say, um, like something to the effect of the implications for women and our daughters. And then it started chopping in and out. And I, I feel like that was really important what you were saying. So I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but could you just try to say that again? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it doesn't work to hear, then I can just do it a different time. But um, also it, it implications as healthcare providers and physicians in that it's just one more thing that we have to worry about, like a being you know, actually, since it seems to be like in a lot of the states, it's, it's, it's a felony for the physician or the um, doc that's uh, counseling the patient in this direction or giving them as this, as an option mm-hmm. or providing. Okay. Um, sweltering, I think is having a little bit of internet connectivity problem. And I'm hoping that she is able to log back in. Um, because I imagine that the events of the past week have been weighing on people, um, in many different ways. And I know it's complex. Um, so I I think what she was in the middle of was really important, so hopefully she's able to get back on. Um, we can kind of give her a minute or two to get back on. There she is. 
Can you try again? Yes. Yeah, sorry. I'm in, <laughs> I guess, a big dead zone of a parking lot. Oh, um, yeah. But I, I guess I'm just feeling like this a lot of pressure to put on healthcare providers in that uh, the doctor is the one that's going to be prosecuted for trying to um, provide options to patients. So I know that's a lot of thoughts. No, I mean, I think this is kind of what this is all about. And the events of this week, I think, are interesting because they're, it's, I was just saying when you were um, offline, where we were waiting for you to come back online, is like, it's complex. And we as women kind of, um, we relate to this topic on a very deeply personal level for a number of different reasons and we have different points of view and we have different, um, you know, it's, it's really, it's just, it's complex in my opinion. So, but to your point, you're giving us a really great example of what human brains do, by the way, my friend Brig, who's a, well, she's not really my freak, my friend. She's like a kind of a famous life coach. She used to be a um, nurse anesthetist. She says this thing, brain's going to brain. And that's, this is the perfect example of how brain's going to brain. That, that's just what they do. And so why don't we just take what you have pr- presented here and put it in the model and let's just see what comes up. Because ultimately, I think for us as individual human beings, what we can try to do is how can we connect deeply and more truly to who we are at a very core level? And once we're able to do that, how can we bring that person forth in the world? Because in my mind, that that is the person that's going to be more impactful potentially or, um, right. you know, that sort of thing. So let's just plug it in and see what happens. Um, now what you said about doctors will be prosecuted. Is that a fact or is that a thought? Because I actually don't really know, um, some of the, I don't really know any of it, to be honest with you. I'm like admittedly kind of ignorant on, um, like the, the details of the legislation. So is that like a line in the legislation that a doctor would be prosecuted? Like, can we put that in a T or is that a T? I mean, I think that's the fear um, because it is, it's like um, certain states um, who had like trigger laws, basically they, uh, um, including the one I live in, um, has like a $100,000 fine and a um, 10 year in jail. And it's a felony for the physician. Wow, really? That's just to provide yeah. a, a medical opinion or to actually perform the procedure? Well, I, I'm not sure if, I think the problem is we don't have a whole bunch of clarification, but I think that when the laws were put in effect um, last week with triggers, they, um, they had some pretty harsh penalties. Um, and we don't know how they will get interpreted because I think what will happen is physician in and then that will go to, you know, criminal prosecution and then we'll have an answer on how they'll be handled. 
Can you tell me a little bit about a trick, what a trigger state is, or what does that mean? Okay. So there were, there were certain states that um, had laws that as soon, because it was expected, because that was all leaked and it was expected that would be overturned, that the law was put into place so that I think either the governor or the attorney general just had to say, okay, yes, the law, this um, Supreme Court has overturned this decision. And so now it's, it's a law. It just, oh, okay. Is it, and it's basically, is it to deter people from, from, um, well, seeking counseling or the procedure of abortion? Okay. So it sounds like we don't know with a hundred percent certainty, like when this would be utilized, but probably if somebody performed the procedure, but I, but what about counseling? It's expected that there will be some kind of prosecution with counseling to long I mean, it's unknown for sure, but there, it, it's expected. Okay. So there, like we had a meeting with our health system that was about how we need to really make sure everything's documented. And if there's, if there's any counseling that includes like a board, then um, probably be a good idea to get that ethical, there's ethical specialist involved or mm-hmm. another doc to give an opinion that this is the right um also because uh they, they expect that like anybody uh-oh shoot this is so good what we're talking about so um for those of you who are just joining sweltering brought up a really interesting um topic and we're just having trouble with her internet connectivity so um, I'll just give her a minute to jump back on. Usually we don't have too much of a problem with the internet, but you just never know. It's like, it's a circumstance. Um, so while we're waiting to see if sweltering can come back on, I'll just put it out there to see if anybody else wants to have coaching so that maybe she could have a little bit of time to work out her computer issue. And then we could circle back to her later. Is there anybody else on right now who has anything to bring up at all? Anything at all? I see some familiar names. Um, here she comes again. Thank you for being so patient, everybody. Let's see what we got going. All right. Let's give it another try. Third time's a try. Okay. I apologize. Let's see if I have more bars now. (laughs) I have two bars now. So, (laughs) um, okay. So I guess it's just something, it's just one more thing we have to worry about. Um, Mm -hmm. is this going to be a problem for doctors, um, So what do you think, 
um, comes up for you that seems to be the dominant thought or the thing that seems to be the most uncomfortable or um, like, what, what do you want to yeah. work on? Um, I guess my, probably my dominant thought is just leave, leave us alone, <laughs> leave the, leave us doctors alone and let us take care of our patients and um and I imagine there's something behind that because that sounds like there I mean what what is that feeling that comes from that thought leave us alone well probably it goes back from like two years ago when we were super awesome, you know, all the doctors, all the healthcare workers were awesome and everybody wanted to give us discounts. And now we're, um, now like people kind of are, it seems that people are just not trusting of the medical profession. And Mm. so I wonder if that's kind of what's underneath it is like this sense of distrust, right? Like people really don't trust doctors right now is, do you think that may be a more painful thing? Right. And that, and that leave us alone is kind of like a reaction to that perhaps. Oh, probably. So what's the feeling that you're having? desperation. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to put kind of in parentheses. I'm not sure if you can see this or not, but I'm going to put parentheses like under the leave us alone. It's that nobody trusts us. Um, because I feel like our brains will offer us this thought. That's kind of like a superficial thought and, and then there's usually something kind of like percolating underneath it that has like a little more oomph to it or a little bit more um, sort of power in what's like going on in, in the moments that we're experiencing. And so it's like one thing to say, like, leave us alone. But if really that's just in response to this underlying thought that nobody trusts us, like, um. I I can kind of see how those, those types of thoughts would then cause you to feel desperation. I mean, it makes perfect sense. And it, and um, I don't know. I mean, does that, is that resonating with you? Does that seem right to you? Yes. Okay. Definitely. That's what it is. From the feeling of desperation, what do you find yourself doing? Who are you being? Well, for, one thing I feel like I already document a ton, but everything just, uh, even more, um, trying to see why a, yep. Like, so more CYA activities. What else? And I mean, on a personal level like I feel frustrated that I've got daughters and I feel like I they're not I just I just feel frustrated with the are you worrying for your daughters yeah definitely or um 
I know I'm worrying for my daughter. So I told that totally kind of checks for me. And, you know, and then I can just put here, like, just like feel frustrated in the moment. That's an action, right? Like actively feeling something. Um, what else? Oh, I know. Cause when you were talking about what I could hear in the thought download that you yeah. gave us, it's like what our brains really, really want to do is imagine this future where all the stuff is going wrong. It's like the yeah. doom thinking Yes, and that doom thinking, like it is so powerful in our lives and it just gets us on this hamster wheel of Yes. Like for sure, nothing good is going to come of this. It's like impossible to think any other way. And I'm not suggesting that you should. I'm just saying, I just want to take a look to right. see like, what are we creating for our like immediate experience. So, and by the way, it's like totally normal to do the doom thinking. I don't think there'd be a coaching industry if it weren't normal to do doom thinking because people would just like not be freaking out all the time. Right. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? What else? What else? What, who else are you being while you feel desperation? Mm, probably more irritated. Mm-hmm. Which then comes across in our interactions and just in general sense of how we feel and stuff like that. So what result do you see this making in your life when you're thinking nobody trusts us, which might be true. Like, I'm not trying to tell you that. Um, But if you're thinking that and it's like, leave us alone, you feel desperation. And then at work, it's like, do more CYA activities, just worry worry for your daughters, feel frustrated, imagine worst case scenarios, and just generally feel irritated. Like, what does that create for you in your life? Uh, just less productivity. <laughs> yeah, productivity. Um, I'm going to put like, get less done in the action line. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. that's true. Um, and if you're somebody who it's important for you to be productive, because some people it's important for them, that it's important to yes. them. And for others, it's not, and that's okay too. Um, so yeah, it's like, this is a loop. It's, we're always returning to this whole idea of being on a hamster wheel. That is just like this spiral that worsens and feels like shit, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. Now I want to just pause for a moment and just offer that the point of this coaching is not to have some sort of like cognitive or emotional or spiritual bypass and just jump to the land where we are happy that Roe v. Wade was overturned. Like that's not what this is about at all. And if there is something in your life that you perceive as, um, you know, whatever, like for some people, this is heartbreaking for some people, this is life-threatening for some people like this is shitty. And so it's not going to do you any good for me to try to say like, well, we should just like change our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not fair. It's, it's not, it's not really useful. I don't think, but what I do think is useful is to see where 
you could kind of like step into um, a more powerful position in your own life? Like, how do you want to use it? Yeah. That sort of thing. Rather than feel like you're on a hamster wheel. But only if you want to. (laughs) Right. Definitely feel more productive about it and just have a plan. Yeah. Um, So it's also interesting that like in the grand scheme of life, this is something that struck me the other day because I too, you know, not, I don't want to talk too much about myself, but I'll just offer this to you. I had four pregnancy losses had two before my daughter and two after my daughter. So I have a lot of emotions tied up around what it means to be a woman, a woman surgeon, a woman surgeon who's trying to build a family. Like there's so much, I feel like women are um, just facing an uphill battle a lot of the time. And then to try to do this job that we do, um, it's, this is just my opinion. So I don't want to like have an agenda for you or how you're thinking, but the way I reacted to this was like, gosh, it's just as if we're not, we are not to be trusted with our own, like, like we're not trusted as stewards of our own organs, like aside from like abortion and what that means. I mean, if somebody like tried to legislate how I used my kidneys, I'd be like, what the hell? Like, I'm not worthy enough of a human being to like know how to use my own kidneys or my own liver, like alcoholics, we don't legislate the way they use their livers. It's just, to me, it's like more of a trust and a stewardship issue. So maybe I had more to think about this than I thought sweltering because I just kind of like vomited words at you for a second there. Right. I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, no, I I think it's just... And I understand there's both sides of the stories and mm-hmm. I, that my brain's changed in years and, and maybe it'll change differently in the future. But right now I'm like, Oh my gosh, why? Like, don't trust us as a female. Don't trust us as a doctor, you know, like, Oh God, come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and this is what I was getting to. And cause I was like swirling in my own, like thinking about this. And then I was just like, Oh my gosh, wait a second nothing lasts. I just kind of like zoomed out and I took this bigger view and I was like, okay, we're here. It's like a teeny tiny blip in the grand scheme of the entire universe. And the legislation was different for a period of time. And it was different than that for a period of time. And then it's going to be like, it is now for a period of time. And it's probably going to be different again at some point in the future for a period of time. And for me, when I was able to kind of just for a moment detach and just try to get anchored in something that was um, maybe just like a bit of a, like for me, just a broader view, my, my moments that I was experiencing were just like a little less horrible. And I, then I was thinking, okay, this is a fluid situation now what do I want to do to try to be like me in this situation? How do I use my gifts, my whatever to be the meest me in this situation? And maybe that will help 
maybe that will be my contribution. I don't know, but I don't know. I was just, I think I, I think the reason I was offering this to you is to just also offer like, yeah, like we don't have to just swap this out for like, yeah. Um, just some sort of false thought that's not going to serve us. And that's just basically like toxically positive. I don't, I don't want to suggest that at all, but oh my gosh, sweltering. Man, I must've had like a something bubbling up in there. Cause it just all came <laughs> popping out. Um, so kind of with all of that, can you, we could go one of two ways. Number one, we could just sort of like lean into this desperation and kind of see what it would be to just feel desperation and just let it be there because that's just how your body wants to feel right now. And that's okay. Or we could, for the purposes of this um, meeting, just, you know, maybe explore how, um, you know, the youest version of you, like how we could bring that forward, how we could call that forward in the face of this circumstance. I think probably like just the fact that if I sit with the desperation for a while and then I will just slowly get used to it and, and it's just assimilate into, it's just how it is for now. Mm -hmm. And, um, and just, that that's probably the, the way I'll have to handle it. Yeah. I mean, maybe, and learning how to sit with desperation could be a really powerful tool because so often when we are faced with these unpleasant emotions, it's like the first thing we want to do is run away from it or wish it away, or just like imagine a time when things would just be better. And, um, that's not really going to take you deeper into your own life. So like, can you imagine what this desperation is trying to tell you about you? Well, I think it makes me know that I still care about, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I still still care. (laughs) I'm going to write this down too, because this is a really good, um, exercise to do when, especially when you're feeling something crappy, it's like, okay, our bodies are so much wiser than we really give them credit for. And even us as surgeons, where we've like learned anatomy and whatnot, and we've been through neuro classes, it's like, wait a second, our bodies are so beautiful and they are trying to, they're trying to communicate with us at all times. And it's like this desperation that you're feeling is just a communication. It's just like a text message coming through. So maybe one Mm -hmm. of the texts that you receive from your body is like, I still care. And that's awesome. It's beautiful because maybe then if you recognize you still care, you might want to, I don't know, do something or organize or um, talk to your daughters differently or you know what I mean? So what else could desperation be trying to message you? Um, yeah, I, like, like you said, I, I think it can fire us up and go after change and not be complacent. Mm-hmm. You know what I hear? 
And you tell me if I'm wrong, because I might be, but I hear a woman who actually knows her own value. I hear a woman who's desperate because she knows she, that her body has value. She knows she's a good steward of her organs. She knows, you know, and you know, your daughters are too. Like I hear this like knowing and inner knowing is that, is that right? Am I hearing that right with what you're talking about? That's very insightful, but yes, that (laughs) I do feel like that's probably very, that's a good way to think about it because I mean, it, it makes me feel better about this. Like, well, maybe it's wrong. Maybe I feel it's wrong right now, but you know, we, maybe you're right. It's probably going to change. It, I mean, it, it will, everything always does. Yes, like exactly. everything, right. everything is in constant motion, but yes. that doesn't mean it's not painful right now. Right. Exactly. And, um, you know, like, you, we have intuition and we have all of this knowledge inside of us. And, um, I just, I know this now because I came from a place where I was empty inside. Like when I was empty, this, I would have been like completely apathetic. Yeah. You know what I mean? But desperation. Wow. That's like, that's a powerful emotion. Mm -hmm. It's painful and unpleasant, but it also could be very powerful. Yeah. Well, awesome. I like this. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's a really, really, um, just like I was saying in the beginning, it's so layered and, um, I, uh, I have a dream that my daughter, so we were, I'm going to tell you guys this, it's unrelated kind of. So my daughter's nine and she watches this shit on TV and every single show is these like really caricaturized cartoons of female forms. And it's like this ginormous head with these eyes, with all the eyelashes and makeup. And then this teeny tiny skinny body and they're all in high school. Like all these shows are like monster high and rainbow high and ever after high. And it's all these like pubescent female forms and my sweet little girl's nine. And I just ache for this messaging that she's already absorbed. And I feel like I'm constantly trying to edit that and rewrite and, and kind of like backtrack and have conversations about it. And I feel like, like for me and my family, this decision that was made is like, just one more thing. I'm going to have to like, okay. So, and she, she doesn't know what any of this means. So I'm not gonna, we're not going to be having this kind of a conversation at this red hot moment, but you know what I mean? And so what I'm getting to is that inner wisdom, that inner knowing, that desperation comes from a woman who knows herself, comes from a woman who, who has enough self-worth that it matters to her. And I see that as like an amazing thing because there are many of us who don't. I've definitely been there before too. So, (laughs) um, well, 
does that feel complete for you or did you have anything else you want to add? No, that definitely is a better feeling. Okay. Um, okay. Then I will go ahead and mute you and then we'll keep moving on. Um, so we have a few more people on the call tonight. We have uh, 25 more minutes. So if anybody else has anything to add, anything you want to talk about, um, could be anything really could be what you're making for dinner. If that's your next step for the day, anything at all. Okay, so you know I'm like really uncomfortable with silence and I'm just gonna keep talking. I wanna call everybody's attention to this podcast that I've been listening to. Um, It is called To Be, no, it's called um, Expanded and it sounds kind of woo-woo, but it's really not. It's like all... It's all neuroscience stuff. It's just presented in a very woo-woo way. But there was a very beautiful conversation that was had um, on one of the episodes, and I think I should probably post it, but it was with a woman named, um, goodness, Um I can't remember her name now. I'm going to have to look it up. I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to look it up and post it. But anyway, it was just a really delicate and elegant conversation around sort of this, not not exactly the Roe v. Wade decision, but around women and um, just having... Um, our role that we play in the world, kind of fully owning it and really being able to express ourselves without fear. And um, there's a lot of information about the patriarchy and stuff like that. So I don't want to put my views on anybody, but uh, I will post this conversation because it was just absolutely really just a lovely conversation. Um, So, you know, I'll just keep talking about it until somebody volunteers for coaching. And all you have to do is raise your hand or go into the chat and then we can talk from there. Meanwhile, I'm gonna look this up for you. Oh, here it is. Yes, it was Elise Lunen, L-O-E-H-N-E-N. And um, she has her own podcast called something like Unraveling the Thread or something like that. But um, I'll post it. Okay, so we have like 20 minutes. And we can keep going or... anybody has anything else at all to talk about.
anything going on at work, at home, um, could be anything. So yesterday I had um, something called the high tibial osteotomy for the orthopedic surgeons out there. You'll understand what that is. And it's kind of like for what I do, the one, the, the one operation that kind of generates the most sphincter tone, if you will. And uh, this case was, it turned out great. Um, it took like two hours longer than I planned. And I was fussing and I was fussing on the plate and kind of where to put it all. And I was, of course, like in the background thinking, you know, I feel like there's still kind of this like reflex to be worried about what other people are thinking about me. And I just kept trying to work with that and say, you know what, it doesn't matter none of these people's opinion, unless they're worried about safety, nothing matters. And I just kept really staying calm through the whole thing. And it ended up turning out just beautifully. And today, the resident who is just kind of like, you know, a very typical orthopedic surgery resident said the sweetest, he texted me and he said, thank you again for everything. You are such an amazing teacher. And I've never seen anybody treat their patients as well as you do. And I thought, wow, because that was the resident who was with me. And I'm like, the whole time I'm like thinking, what what do people think of me? And then here, this is what he's thinking. And I'm like, this is just perfect, right? Like so often we spend our time and our energy worrying about what how we're perceived by other people. And then lo and behold, the other people have their own model going always. And it could be anything. I mean, he could have, he could have been thinking about having tuna sandwiches for dinner. Like, I don't know, but it just goes to show that we can conserve a lot of energy. We can conserve so much energy by, um, really trusting in ourselves and just allowing all that stuff to be not fighting against it. And, um, just kind of being more tolerant of our own humanity. I guess that's the best way to say it. So, all right. Well, I think we'll just call it early. If there's nobody else who has anything they want to talk about, that's okay. That is okay. We'll call it now. I'll give you a couple more minutes. And then if there are not any more volunteers, we'll just stop. And then tomorrow, actually, if it's good for you, I'm going to have an impromptu session for all of common thread, because, um, I'm sure there are people out there who just maybe are a little curious about what we do here. And I just wanted to give people an opportunity to ask questions and I'll try to be as honest as I possibly can with them. So we'll do that tomorrow and maybe we'll do some coaching then. So if you didn't feel like talking today, maybe you'll feel like talking tomorrow and that's totally fine. Um, yeah. Okay, so I guess we'll call it early. Thank you so much, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Have a wonderful rest of your night.